Hello, and welcome to this second special episode of the Real World Nutrition Podcast. I am doing six special episodes during this holiday season in the fall of 2022 to bring you some additional tips and information to help you with getting through this holiday season, a time that is traditionally a higher stress time, a time when people have more challenges than ever with regard to their nutrition, more challenges than ever with regard to their fitness, and what tends to be more stress because of what seems to be an endless to-do list and commitments. Now, I know there's lots of people who really love this time, who don't feel stressed during this time of year. And if you are one of those, I applaud you for that. I know that when I have things that I need to do with regard to baking, cooking, entertaining, the outside pressures of this time of year, I get very stressed. And then I know people who love to entertain. For them, that is not a stressor. That is their sweet spot. That is the part that they love and that they enjoy. And I just want to acknowledge that. That is part of what I'm talking about today as I'm addressing stress management, a little bit of self-care, but stress, your health, and the holiday season. Now, if the holidays are not something that are stressful for you, but you do have stress in other areas of your life, I still encourage you to listen to this episode as it relates to stress management. And I just want to mention a couple of things here. I used to teach stress management classes to at Worksite Wellness, and I often felt like a hypocrite because I hadn't managed my stress entirely. I hadn't managed it well. And even worse, at least at the time, I thought what was even worse is I knew what to do. I knew what was happening in my body to... Because of the stress, I knew tips and tricks and tools to help me manage the stress, and it didn't always work for me. Now, anybody who knows me today knows that I'm still a pretty tightly wound person, but I have to let you know, this is way better than what was going on 10, 20 years ago. So let's talk a little bit more about this. Now, in last week's episode, I talked a little bit in the last week, last special episode, I should say, is that I did talk about self-care and nutrition and fitness. And as I said, when it comes to self-care, we do need to find what works best for us because what I enjoy may not be what you enjoy. So as I said, I get stressed with having to do a lot of things, including entertaining and people coming to my house or baking and all this, when other people, that is their, that they love that and it's not stressful for them. It's not something that is added to their stressor and they're good with it. So what works for one person may not work for others. Now, a couple things when it comes to this is what happens in our body during the stress response. Well, there is a little bit that is pretty widely known is that there's 
a change in our hormone levels in the stress response. You've heard this, the fight or flight response. So when we have a stressor, there are reactions, a whole series of reactions and hormones and things that are happening in our body that allow us to deal with that stressor. So the classic thing is like, okay, when the caveman had a wild animal coming after them, what did they do? They either fought it off, which required energy to the periphery, the hands, the legs, and energy to deal with that, to fight the predator, or they ran from the predator because they knew they wouldn't be able to fight it. So they took flight and the hormones allowed their legs to do the work for them. Run, run, run. And that's where the stress response allows us to have additional strength. There's fats and sugars that are going into the blood to provide fuel. Our digestion slows down because that blood flow is not focused on dealing with the food in our body, but dealing with the limbs, the arms, the legs, the muscles that need to deal with that. Now, today, we live in a stressful environment. And I'm stating that as if it's fact. I guess that's an opinion. However, most of us are great. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world in our environment. And it can be something that's triggering. And the body, even in modern times, does not know these differences of what is a stressor because of something we watched on television or heard or saw on social media versus an actual physical threat in the moment. The body's reacting the same either way. And if that stressor isn't moved on and the body doesn't have time to recover, we can have some serious health issues. Our heart rate can be up we can increase our risk of heart disease, an acute heart issue like a heart attack or a stroke. Our blood pressure can be elevated, not just temporarily, but chronically. So we'll have a lot of things going on inside the body that is really wreaking havoc, contributing to poor health if we're in a constant state of stress. Now, I have had clients in the past who say, okay, well, I'm going through a stressor right now and I'll lose weight after we're done or I'm eating because of this, because of this stressor. And this could go on for weeks and weeks and months. And I finally tend to ask them, so when is your stress going to be gone in your life? Not the the stressor of this week. The one stressor this week will be gone when this week is over. But is there going to be a new one next week? I have the stressor of a child going to school or not going to school. I have a stressor of a spouse that's changing jobs or retiring. I have a stressor of my parents being in poor health or I have a stressor of moving. I have a stressor of whatever it may be. And I'm not saying these are my stressors. I'm saying these are stressors that people have brought up to me. Is that situation going to change? Will that stressor change anytime soon? And I'm not saying that it will or it won't, but if we're gonna be going through a state of stress consistently, regularly, daily, 
Are we going to focus on getting rid of that stressor? Or should we focus on how we manage that stress, how we react to that stress? So when I say that, I tell people, we can all be in the same situation. We could be all in the same room at the same time. And there will be a stressor. And we will all have different reactions to it. That's nothing other than saying we have different reactions. That doesn't mean that's a good thing. That doesn't mean that's a bad thing. And I also have to mention that real or perceived stressors can have the same reaction. So let me give you a story of something that happened where I used to work is there was a yoga class going on. And during this yoga class, something came through the window, broke the window, and a little piece of machinery, what appeared to be machinery, landed on the floor in the yoga class. And what people saw was what they thought was a bomb. And in the setting in which this yoga class was in, it was not out of the realm of possibility that it could be a bomb. And I don't mean to laugh. It's just the nature of where this yoga class was. They saw this small item that was actually buzzing. And they panicked, as most people would. And it was a very stressful situation. Now, give it an hour or two. And what had really happened was on a field outside of where this yoga class was, somebody was flying a model airplane. They lost sight of it. The person flying the model airplane remotely did not know what happened to it. And what had happened is this model airplane had hit the side of the building and the engine of that model airplane continued through the window and landed inside the yoga class. So the parts that made it appear to be an airplane remained outside the building as it had been sheared off as it went through the window. What was actually in the yoga class on the mat on the floor was merely an engine of a model airplane. It was not a bomb. And it in fact was no threat. So in that was that a real stressor? Was that a real thing or was it a perceived? It 100% absolutely was a real stressor to those individuals who saw something that they thought was a bomb. It in fact was something that was harmless. It hadn't hurt anybody. It hadn't hit anybody. So what really happened versus what was perceived to have happened was different. However, in the moment, it didn't matter. The stress was the same. The stress response of what they believed to be a bomb was in fact very real. And I am not making fun of this. I promise you that. It just was interesting after the fact how it was so scary when it turns out it was something relatively benign. And to this day, there's people from that yoga class who still like, oh my gosh, that it scared me and they still had issues if they heard a broken wind a window break or something like that now here's the thing that i want to mention about stress 
is, as I said, we tend to have a lot more stress today than we did hundreds of thousands of years ago. Now, I'm pretty happy that I could just, at a click of my fingers, get food within an hour or so. And they didn't have that thousands of years ago, but that's irrelevant. We do have a lot of things that stress us these days. And so we need to cope with that, find how we can manage that stress. Because this can contribute to our poor health. So I said something about the heart disease and high blood pressure and that sort of thing. But what I want to do is also mention that it can contribute to a suppressed immune system. A depressed immune system. Is this a problem? Well, it can be. So because we may be in a state of chronic stress, and our immune system is responsive to how we are reacting to things, we can have higher rates of being sick, of getting sick, not being able to defend our wellness during that time of stress. So here's the, here's the thing is that I also say is like, if you went to school, maybe you did or maybe you didn't, it doesn't really matter. But it almost seemed like every time school ended at winter break at the fall semester, we got break, we had a couple weeks off. That week after finals is when I got sick. And I would come back in the spring and my classmates, because as we were going towards later classes, we had the same classmates. We were like all sick during that time, during the winter break. We didn't get to do what we wanted to do. And so... When we're under a lot of stress, we find that there's more more likely to get sick. Now, there's other things that contribute to um, our good or bad or poor immune system. It's not that all alone. But I do remember a time where I was undergoing significant stress in my life. What I felt was stress, it was move We've sold the house. The new house wasn't ready. We had to move in an apartment for a few months. And there was putting stuff in storage and finding a place where our dog could live for a few months because the apartment wouldn't take dogs. Oh, my gosh. I still get all worked up about it. And this was nearly 20 years ago. But that summer, when all this was happening, the selling the house, the moving out of the house, putting everything in storage, most things in storage, finding an apartment, waiting for the new house to be built, having to drive my son to school because we were outside the district temporarily, finding a place for the dog to live, finding an apartment where it went month to month. I got strep three times that summer, really bad, one of them, and also got West Nile virus. Now, for most people, if they're a healthy individual, they can get West Nile virus and maybe not even know what happened. Of course, very uh, immune compromised individuals can get West Nile virus and not survive it. This West Nile virus kicked my butt. If it had been any other time other than that summer of all that stuff going on, I may have been just fine. But this took me down for 10 days, nearly two weeks. And I know as I was going through it, in hindsight, it was the stress of the moment. So let me just stop with the storytelling and do some, may give you some tips of what you can do to help with managing your stress. So I've mentioned previously, 
Engage in self-care. Find that quiet time. Find that thing that you love to do and give yourself time and schedule it, plan it. And you know what? Who cares if you didn't get all the cookies done? Who cares if you didn't get the Christmas cards out? You know what? I used to make my own Christmas cards and then some years I just get tired and not want to do it. And only one person really ever mentioned that they didn't get a card from me. And you know what? Yeah, well, I didn't get it. Nobody got a card that year. It's okay. If, yes, you when you want to do a cookie exchange, and if it's going to stress you out, then call a local bakery and buy those darn cookies. It's okay to say no. I would love to join you, but I just can't. So, There's a party this weekend. I would love to. I have another commitment. That doesn't mean you have to tell them that other commitment is just sitting in front of the television and watching a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie or whatever it may be. You don't have to give a reason and you don't have to feel bad. Recognize what is a stressor for you. Recognize that how you react to that stressor is going to have a big impact. Recognize that you're not going to be able to get rid of all stress in your life. Good luck. If you do, boy, we need to write a book or something. It's just not going to happen. Recognize that being stressed about things that are in your control can have an impact on your health. And I also will acknowledge there are things that are stressing you out in your life that you may not have control over. I don't want to undermine that. I don't want to ignore that. If you have an injury, you are involved in a car accident. Yes, that's a stressor. And you have control over your reaction, not that it happened. So as you go through the holiday season, as well as any other time in your life. Take notice of your responses and how you are reacting to these, to stressors, and what is it you can do about it. And that's my second special episode for the holiday season. And before I let you go, I want to say a couple of things. Thank you for listening. I appreciate all of you who listen, who follow the podcast. So you are getting these episodes as long as a lot, as well as the regular Friday episodes. And I invite you to join me for my upcoming webinar at the beginning of December. Eating is not cheating. It's for one hour. The webinar is about 30, 45 minutes. And then I will, um, take some questions during that webinar. I'm offering it at three different times that first full week of December. So if you go to eatingisnotcheating.com, and I have the link in the show notes as well, go over there, register for one of those webinars, and I would love to have you there on that. And I will see or talk to you in the next episode of the Real World Nutrition Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.